0: Welcome to the Fraudology Podcast, where every week we will dive into the science and study of online fraud from the perspective of a veteran fraud fighter. I'm Carice Hendrick. I've focused my life and career on online fraud prevention for over 15 years, working with hundreds of the most well-known e-commerce companies to help them prevent payment fraud and abuse. And just like that, welcome to the fourth episode of Fraudology. I'm starting to get into the rhythm and the habit of recording a podcast weekly. I am so grateful that I have a very patient and understanding editor who has been okay with me submitting my episodes a little bit later than I would like to, but I'm really trying hard to be selective on the things that I focus on because I tend to want to do all the things and then that makes the follow through kind of difficult sometimes. So I am committed to this podcast. I'm committed to producing at least one episode a week and I'm excited to do so. I wanted to say that I was planning on talking about the big industry news that kind of shook everything up, It shook up the industry this past week with the fraud provider that uh, fraud vendor that kind of came on the scene very quickly with a high dollar valuation and is now being investigated by the SEC for fraud. Not, I don't think that that was meant to be ironic, but obviously it is. I definitely have some comments on it. I've had several conversations with former employees as well as other people in the space about it. And I've kind of put together a narrative, but I'm going to hold off on that for two reasons. One, I want to be selective about what I say and and what is shared publicly. And I think primarily my comments publicly will be around the venture capital investments in this industry and due diligence that's necessary and et cetera. But the other reason is that I got a chance to interview Chase Park, who I've been wanting to have on this podcast for the last couple of weeks. And that interview went kind of long. So I'm not going to be doing a what the fraud segment this month or this week, which was going to be about that company. So hold tight for next week uh, and I'll select what I what I talk about there. But I think, you know, what I really want to say about that right now is just I know that it's kind of shaken our industry in a way. And there's been a lot of questions about what happened and all of that. But I think it's just important for us to continue to focus on what we're focusing on, whether it's, you know, whether you're a merchant focusing on operations or a solution provider, you know, working to be the best. I think it can be really easy to be distracted by the noise. I certainly am sometimes. I know that there are several companies that are worried about their own funding now uh, because of you know what had happened. But I think that, you know, as we continue to focus on providing value and the right things and uh, continually um, improving technology, that the noise kind of gets drowned out. And eventually, you know, I think also at the end of the day, I'm, you know, feel most bad for the employees and hope that if any of them are listening, that they know that I can be a resource. I've already helped several of them become members of the LinkedIn group I have for jobs, etc. So I'm trying to help where I can on that. I, I can't imagine just how hard that was to suddenly have that impact on their families and their livelihoods. So. That's pretty much all I'm going to say. I just didn't want to not say anything, but I really want to leave the majority of this time and space on this episode, and it's a little longer than usual, but I really encourage you to listen to all of it, especially because towards the end, we really got to what I consider the good stuff. Chase has done such an incredible job at understanding dark web communities and in a way that honestly I haven't met anyone else that does. I think a lot of that is because he's really invested a lot of time and and energy in this for over two years. So he's really grown his personas and and gone up the ranks in these groups. And he's privy to the highest conversations with the most skilled fraudsters. And he's really given me the edge that I've had over the last few months on understanding what's coming to online fraud because of what's happening and, and how much the fraud economy and the frog communities are shifting because of COVID as well as other factors. So with that, I'm really looking forward to hearing what you learn on this episode today. And also, if there's anything that we talked about that you wanted more information on, I'd love to know. I could always bring him back. Uh, I really enjoy working with Chase and really admire his knowledge. And I think that I hope that you find that both of us really complement each other. Well, so with that. I hope you enjoy this interview so today, I'm super excited to introduce all of you to someone who's become a friend of mine over the last several months. Chase Park, he's the founder of Whisper defense, and Chase really has a special skill set that nobody else that I've met has, so uh he's really honestly. If you've been hearing me on webinars or in articles or on previous podcast episodes talking about what's going on in the dark web, it's because of Chase. He's really my secret weapon on that side. So Chase, thank you so much for joining me on Fraudology. And if you don't mind, just, I mean, I know who you are, but why don't you share a little bit about your background and how you got interested into in fraud?
1: <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's been a rocky road. <laughs> so my name is Chase Mark. <laughs> uh, I've actually. I've been in the army for about seven years now. About two years ago, I I, I, I kind of just stumbled upon tour, you know, dark web stuff, and I was mm-hmm. like, I kind of wanna. I, I was looking towards more of the morbid stuff, not a little worse than fraud. Now nah, I probably won't talk about here. Just keep it sane. <laughs> yeah, so payment
0: I, I, fraud is a little bit
1: a little bit different. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> so I, I was I was looking at that <laughs> stuff, and I kind of just stumbled upon this fraud section. I was like, well, you know, it's just kind of. it just clicked. It clicked a lot better. You know, I understand the stuff pretty well and seeing it, uh, on the ground level when it happens is kind of interesting to me.
0: Yeah. So you've essentially embedded yourself into some of the top fraud, um, fraud, not fraud fighter, but (laughs) fraudster communities on the dark web, as well as in other, you know, private area, private groups and communities that really you can only get to by invitation. Is that right?
1: Yeah. So, uh, well, it's, it's kind of like closed up communities. So a lot of the groups I'm in, they don't even invite people in anymore just because it's more, if you're in the group, you're in the group. If you're not in, you're not there for a reason. You're not supposed to be there. And then uh, what I kind of actually like doing recently is like, even when new groups, new groups open up, I'm the first one in there. So I'm, I'm seeing new groups, you know, start at one, two people and grow to communities of thousands of people. So I'm kind of there when it starts and, and usually there when it ends,
0: but you're not actually committing fraud, correct? No,
1: no, no. I just, so I have different personas that I use on here. I just kind of, I'm just like a fly on the wall. I'm imagine like a bunch of fraudsters around the coffee table, like, Hey, like we're going to hit this company next. and I'm just a fly on the wall. Like, okay. Like checking that one down.
0: Right. Right. And they're super detailed in how they're doing it and what they're doing. Right. Because that's. Oh, yeah that's why they're so successful. And I've said this more times than I can count in my career, but the bad guys work together so well. There's no proprietary information. <laughs> there's no privacy laws. Nope, there's there's no, no, there's no
1: NDAs. You, yep. you don't have to, you don't have to schedule a zoom meeting for two weeks out. No, like <laughs> it, I'm like, it's, it's, it's so, it's crazy. Cause it's it's true that like, you know, if a company changes the policy, I just got, you know, I get a message like, Hey man, like this policy is this now do this instead. That's a 32nd thing. Instead of, you know, Trying to talk to corporate to try and schedule this and do a web meeting or a webinar. Information is instantaneous.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's,
1: there's times, there's times even when uh, people will have refunds ongoing and companies will change their policies and you just you just change you adjust your fire and, and move on. You know, you don't stop and be like, what do we got to do? We're like, hey, okay, we'll just try this instead. Oh, it works. Okay, boom, problem solved. And that SOP probably took the companies who knows how long to to produce.
0: Yeah. Well, you just and I have been seconds. on calls with very very large companies and you have informed them hey i know you changed your policy about yeah. this and they're like wait how did you know that well they've yeah. already found a workaround <laughs> it's, it's
1: crazy because i it's I'll, I'll see i usually see when i'll just say company x i know i'm not, I'm not yes that. I'll, I'll, I'll see when company x first comes on the net you know comes up on the radar is being hit and it takes them three months six months a year and then within a day the fraudsters are like okay well they made this new policy let's try this instead and then you know it's like that will work for another year it just takes them so freaking long to make new SOPs and policies to fix it. And the fraudsters feed it just like that. You know, it's just so easy. It's a game of chess and the companies are about three years behind.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's I it's to frustrating say, to be just, on this side. I know you and I have both yeah. commiserated that over yeah. that a lot because especially you see how much money online companies, especially I would venture to say any company that has a pretty well-known brand is being yeah. hit right now, either with refunding or, this other type of fraud that we're going to talk about today too mm-hmm. and especially during the pandemic it has just I mean beyond I for fraud. It's, it's, for fraud. it's
1: crazy because when, when the pandemic first started you know everyone was like hey like you know contactless deliveries you know like you're not going to sign for stuff and the fraudsters
0: were like thank it just makes it so much easier for these guys well and not just that are, but there's so much more demand right because there's a oh lot yeah of it's just so easy that want yeah so yeah. Maybe let's kind of start from the beginning and talk a little bit about refunding fraud. I've mentioned it on previous podcasts. You and I did a really in-depth webinar for CNP two weeks ago, and I'll be actually putting the link to that YouTube um, clip of the replay. It's a whole, it's the hour webinar that we did on the show notes, because I think it'd really help anyone that wants to understand better how this works to really see the visuals that you put together. I think you did a fabulous job at really, you know, breaking down how this works and what it looks like on the dark web and on these communities and how easy it is. But we're certainly going to talk about that a little bit. So can you, do you want to explain a little bit about what refunding fraud is? Yeah. So, so refunding
1: fraud in a, you know a very broad, very broad sense of way is a, Let's say I, I want to buy a product from company X. I wanted that product for you. Let's say I'll, I want to buy, um, buy a laptop, you know, for, for our webinars. <laughs> so I want to buy le- a laptop. So I'll go ahead and buy the laptop from company X. It gets delivered. I'll write my refund and I'll say, hey, man, my uh, laptop from company X came. Can you refund it? He'll say, okay, oh, yeah, yeah, what's the order amount? What's the order number? When was it delivered? Was it signed for? Was it not signed for? All the information that he needs to kind of impersonate in me when he talks to customer service and he'll go to that company and he, depending on which company it is, you know, it's company X or Y or Z, you know, he has a, a certain method he'll use for that company, whatever method works best. Cause it's not, it's not as simple as calling and saying, Hey, my package didn't arrive. You know, as nice. much as everyone wants to say, like that's the go-to method. It's not, mm-hmm. but uh, I'll give him all the information I need. He will contact the company and be like, Hey, my name is Chase Park and I had this package ordered and this was the issue with it. And I want a refund a replacement and boom, these companies are just so quick to be like, Oh, here's here, here it is. here you go. So let's say the order was $2,000 and uh, my fraudster gets me or my refunder gets me a refund for the order. I'll pay him, we'll just say 10%, you know, give him 200 bucks. He gets 200 bucks. I get $2,000 laptop for free or for a fee. And the merchant and, uh,
0: is out. I mean, it's basically like they shoplifted the item from the merchant. Like yeah. there are well, the, tarback the fees associated, but still they don't get the, you know, they're out the product and they're out the money.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's they, they kind of get double away because they're, they're getting the money from the person from the customer Shipping the product out and then getting that money yanked right back from them, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. they're left with a empty wallet and a empty empty shelves.
0: Well, and so many retailers think that this is a supply chain issue when they start to see their uh, refunds, you know, skyrocket or go higher. They think, oh, is there something wrong with our shipping partner? Is there something happening at the warehouse? I know a lot of warehouses have had to socially distance over the last several months, yes. especially in the U.S. So they know that warehouses are slower, or you know, things are yep. falling through the cracks. Or then they think it's a customer service issue most retailers don't think, Oh, this is fraud because there's not a chargeback associated. And that's such an antiquated thing to think of. Mm -hmm. But that's what the fraud departments are so used to doing is knowing. knowing, Yeah. Yeah. It totally slips through. And the problem is like, I mean, we talked to one retailer, I can't remember if they said this just to me or to you, but it's one of the ones that we've been talking with recently and working with recently who said that they're, and they're, you know, pretty well known that the amount of customer complaints, whether it's did not arrive or the item was broken or, you know, all the different, the five or six different refunding methods Uh, that we have in the PDF that I'll also put a link to in the podcast. It's just all free content, guys. I mean, this is all, it's tip of the iceberg stuff. Like I cannot tell you, I can name a company and Chase can tell me exactly how they're being hit in fine detail. So we're, you know, we're holding all that good stuff back. But so this company was telling me that all those things are mostly just that did not arrive from last year was three times as much as their total chargeback amount. Well, because so I, I, I mean, I that's know, huge. Like, say that their chargeback amount is a million dollars, and they have a team of like 20 people trying to like keep that down, right? And and fight the fraud. But then over here, you've got other fraudsters deliberately, you know, doing a new method, and they're hitting you for three million, and nobody's even manning it. Like, it blows my mind
1: <laughs> in the community. Like, everyone knows, like, chargeback is like a last resort, like, you don't, right. you don't make a purchase and chargeback it, like, you charge back it when like. Your refunder fails and you can't figure it out with the company themselves. Then, like when your back's against the wall, then you're like, okay, I'll do a chargeback. Right. But no, I, I just feel like chargeback. And I know this is wrong to say, but it's kind of like chargeback is like the old the old way. Of it's still <laughs> it's still well, it's still prevalent. You know, it's, it's still there. It's still like yeah. a, a bright shining star. But there's a bigger diamond, you know, shining now. Like chargeback is like it's it's good to have. Right. It's like as like a fraud tool in your pocket. But uh, refunding is so much easier. And you know, why do one chargeback and you, the bank's like you know, has her eye on you when you can do 10 refunds and have no one even bat an eye. Uh, so
0: well, and I will say, I mean, you know, we're about to talk about another type of fraud that actually will result in chargebacks. But I think what you're referring to is friendly fraud from mm-hmm. a customer perspective, those customers who have, you know, figured out And this really started in the recession back in 2008. This is when I really started to see friendly fraud. That was when like we all sat in a room, the chargeback committee for the merchant risk council, this makes me feel <laughs> Like it's the equivalent of the AV club in high school, but we all sat in a room in Vegas and we're like, what do we call this thing? And several people wanted to call it friendly fraud. I will always say I was not one of them, but I was also one of two women in the room. So a little outvoted, but uh, you know, when friendly fraud first started coming up, it was, you know, these customers who are okay, bending the rules or not really having scruples or ethics And they would call their bank and, you know, say, oh, my card was stolen or, oh, I didn't receive it. But yeah, the banks are starting to keep an eye on this. Merchants are starting to say, hey, if you issue a chargeback, we're not going to let you shop here again. Like, you know, they've got processes and policies on that. So for people for friendly fraud, they're like, this is so much easier. And a lot of them don't think that they're breaking the law. Or if they do, they know that they won't ever be caught, right? Right.
1: Well, I'll see. the problem is like people like you have done such a good job at, at stopping chargeback fraud. It's like, it's you guys are doing a great job. And that's why frosters are like, well, shit, like with, when there's a million creases in the world trying to stop chargebacks, you can't just be doing, you know, it's it's so much easier to like, hey, like, I, I just pictured like you with a shield in front of a company. Just, just I was just
0: thinking about my husband's biggest nightmare of there being a, a million creases in the world. <laughs> all trying to like, all on the phone, like denying chargebacks. <laughs> It's just, it's so much, it's
1: so much harder, you know, it's like, and and with every single person in fraud, looking at like, you say fraud, everyone's like, oh, chargeback fraud. It's so much easier to kind of sit in the corner and just do your little refunding stuff instead.
0: Well, right. And if you're, you know, planning on doing friendly fraud, it takes a long time for you to get that money back through your bank. Right. And this is almost instantaneous. I mean, it might take up to seven days, but not all.
1: I can't say the two names, but they're massive, (laughs) massive retailers. Dude, it's, uh, it's crazy because. You can make an order from them, have your refund or refund it that day. And the next day your money's back. That's yeah. nuts. when the chargeback takes what? 30, 45 days. Mm-hmm. And if that, if you don't have that disputed, it's like, oh, dude. and it, how many, let's say like you do a chargeback for what? $2,000 for a credit card, mm-hmm. you know, and in 45 days, how many refunds can you fit in? Quite a bit. If I can go on, come, I'll say company X <laughs> at companyx.com and order two, two uh, iPads, you know, and I get one day shipping that comes tomorrow and I re- I get it refunded. And the next day it's refunded. That's a three day turnaround for what $4,000 in profits. And I That's just turn insane. and burn, turn and burn, turn and burn. It's like, why, why would I even think about doing a chargeback if I can do $40,000, $50,000 in refunds?
0: Well, and yeah, there's so many millions of dollars invested in anti fraud technology. And I think we've created this problem for ourselves, not not intentionally by any means, but. We've always known that this is a cat and mouse game. And so it's I it's like think, chess. Yeah, yeah. It or whack-a-mole sometimes. It's like yeah, chess it, and whack-a-mole, depending a more, on which side you are. <laughs> which you know, where you're looking and how you're looking at it. But yeah, I think it's you know, my biggest thing is wanting to make sure that online companies understand that they're still getting hit even if their chargebacks are staying relatively neutral relatively the same they're getting hit hard and something that's really concerning me is this bigger trend of what i've been calling fraud as a service somebody else smarter than me may come up with something else but you know refunding is definitely part of that because essentially you know if you have seen the webinar or if you're going to see the webinar you'll understand this more but the whole chain of events is so different from typical fraud you know, typical fraud with carding and, and things like that, the fraudster has to kind of guess what the market's going to want. They purchase the item with the stolen card. They then have to find a drop address near their you know location to get that item. Then they have to post it on, you know, a marketplace or classifieds, and then they're getting the money and they fence it and they have to, you know, probably meet up with the person or mail it or whatever. It's kind of a hassle when you think about it if you flip it over on its side and you say, Hey, you get to pick out what you buy. You get to pick out what you buy and I'll get your money back for you. That is a whole new ball game. And I think a huge thing to point on is that they are advertising to the same customers and consumers that these merchants and retailers are advertising to, right? Like these are, Regular people, because the advertisements for refunders are happening in pretty public places social media, you know, threads on different forums. If you know what to look for, you can find them pretty easily. Now, you as a retailer can, you know, Google your name and see, you know, refunding and see that there's advert, you know, ads about it, but you won't know, um, exactly how they're doing it. You'll just know the limits and stuff like that, right?
1: Well, it's it's because if you like, let's say you're a company, actually, Google it, like you'll see what it looks like from the customer side yes you know yeah. that's the issue yeah like yeah. behind it because and, the and, refunders
0: and, are never gonna say exactly no, how they're no,
1: no the company because no, no. then We're they're gonna
0: lose their customers yeah
1: because because you, you want you as a refunder you want your guy to come to you and be like dude like you can do company x and you're like damn right i can do company x you're not gonna be like i can do company x by doing xyz because yeah. the customer's <laughs> like okay why am i, why am I paying you <laughs> so exactly so you, you want to make it as mysterious as possible like ooh, like i can refund all these companies with magic and the guy's like Shit, uh, it's magic. And then okay.
0: sometimes it's up to $15,000 for some companies. Mm, yeah. Yes, especially the big ones.
1: Yep. And, nice. it's, and those are repeatable too on the same accounts now. So before oh it was like, back, back then, it's like you can do maybe like two years ago, you do a refund and it's like, hey, like that company, like gone, leave them alone. Mm-hmm, or, right. And now you can do a $10,000 refund and be like, all right, well, you got your items. Okay, order again.
0: And I know exactly <laughs> why, but I'm not going to say, that. I'm like, Ooh. It's, it's hard as a consultant guys who also wants to educate everyone to like hold things back. Like we do really want to work with people and help them on a more detailed level because we do know how they're getting hit. So, you know, we don't want to offend people first of all, but I know it's so hard because especially on the, on the community side, on the fraud side, they love. I mean, name after name yeah. after name after name. Like that's how you normalize and socialize. It was, yeah, <laughs> they logo. What? Well, and, and I, I know. Talk I know, about like, so, copyright and brand issues. Yeah. The, well, it's
1: funny because like, oh, I, I say funny in a, in a fraud sense. Right.
0: Course. I know. <laughs> I, I, right. Irony, yes. Yeah. But
1: but it's it's crazy because like they'll just put use your logos or like your announcements and just put those up over it. And obviously, like it's, it's crazy because like they're just so open about it. There's no. There's no secrets, you know. They're like, is oh, you want to be company X, like company X. <laughs> no.
0: When they use their logo, do you think it almost makes people think that that's something that the company is offering, or no? No, it just looks more appealing, more legitimate, you know? it, yeah.
1: If, rather like than like see the guy, brand, yeah. Some guy scribbling on the wall, like, come use me, you know. You see, like, <laughs> you see, like, my logo for my company, and you're like, okay. And then actually, the logo. very
0: well known logo,
1: seven percent. You're like, okay, that feels
0: pretty safe yeah seven percent off of your order value to have somebody refund, and you don 't feel like you committed a crime it 's insane oh, yeah, because you used your own card, you used you know your own information, but like you said before, most customers won 't go back to the same company to do it again, and I think that 's a huge difference because a lot of people think, well, this is just refund abuse no. well it 's a lot different than refund abuse because they 're not doing it to the same merchant over and over again they 're doing it this merchant for a mm-hmm. little bit, and then this one for a lot, and then that one for a lot. And uh, they are being coached on how to change it. You only come back to a company,
1: honestly, when like you get like, a, let's say you move and you get mm-hmm. a new card and you get a new phone number or even a burner phone number, you know, stuff like that. Or in some stuff, you can even use a fake name. Some company systems are just don't, don't catch it. But uh, you usually don't, and I say typically, you usually don't go back to a company. You know, you'll, you'll process normally that like you'll go to a company, you'll make two orders, age your account, and then make your big order, get it refunded, and then you're done with them. They're <laughs> over, you know. Because, you, you know, if you get $5,000 from company X, like, you can get five more from company Y and five more from company Z. So yeah. you're not going to sit here on company X and keep working over and over again.
0: I really hope that this is making fraud fighters, like, angry and have their blood boil. Because, like, I just, it every time I hear about it, it makes me so angry. But, you know, all of our systems are set up to catch, like, repeat offenders or people that, you know, like, patterns and stuff. And when cardholders are placing their own orders and then the commonality is actually post-sale, post-transaction, after the item's already shipped out, like, there's a lot that's not under the, it's all out of the company's control, really. Um, there definitely are identifiers that, you know, between you and I, we've, we've figured out, like, you know, because you know exactly what they're doing, and I know what merchants see on their end, and what policies can change, and, and what the commonalities are that we've been able to, you know, put those together, but really, it's, it's something that really isn't being addressed in any way because a lot of people are saying, well, it's not really fraud. Well, it's not really. So I'll let supply chain deal. With it. deal. Yeah, but it's not because it's millions, no. of millions of dollars. Yep. And I know for you, it's been so frustrating to see these companies over and over and over. Like, because another part of the socialization and normalization of refunding is um, people who, when they get their orders and they get refunded, they post a picture of what they got for free, or they it's a vouch. Oh, it's
1: yeah, like, you, oh. yeah, you leave a vouch. It's like a vouch plus. And like <laughs> you know, usually if you uh, if you if your refunder doesn't order, he'll be like, oh, like order's oh, done. You happy? Leave me a vouch. So you go post and be like, oh, like Crease refunded me six thousand dollars with their two computers from Company X, and everyone's like, shit, Crease got six thousand dollars from Company X. Like, I want to do Company X.
0: Yeah, that's it's, what kind of
1: key them in going. It's that
0: normalization and the yeah. socialization that. And I think another big point is the people who are placing orders and using refunders probably wouldn't be making purchases at your company anyway. They are specifically no, no, doing no, this, never, right?
1: Never. Yeah. So many, some of these companies I see is like, I can I can't, I can't. I know, it's killing. <laughs> cause at one of the companies uh, we, we've worked with. So that's why I, oh. I went, uh, it's crazy because a company like that normally no one would even know their name cause they don't primarily sell the product that people are refunding. Right, but whenever refunder's like, hey, like this company all, also sells item Y, everyone's like, oh shit, like it's all the item Y, you know, it's right. kind of because I just sell it on like a fluke, you know, as like as like a subcompartment on the website, it's like in the corner, like oh, like electronics, oh, we sell this also, and everyone's like, boom, easy refund.
0: Oh, wow. So yeah, I mean, like I said, we've, you know, we've come up with different policy things and stuff like that. And we're also working with a a company to, you know, work on a, a bigger scale solution later. And, you know, you and I, you've been so instrumental in that. And I just, cannot explain how much education I've learned from you in the last several months, but I think, you know, so under this whole fraud as a service, there's this other piece that I really haven't talked about to, except for in a few, like one-on-one conversations with merchants or in my bi-weekly calls that I do with retailers and, and ticketing companies. Those are really the only times I've mentioned this, but you have educated me on something called buy for you. And it's, you just got a big smile on your face. And it.
1: so it's so interesting to me because it, another thing I actually want I thought about while you're talking is the fact that like, we, you guys work so hard for chargebacks and then buy for you forces normal people to do legit chargebacks. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it's like the award, it's like the fraud storm.
0: Mm-hmm. Like you it cannot is not win,
1: you know, cause you're, you're going to hit double Everyone's going to hit. Yeah.
0: Everyone's yeah.
1: going hit, you know? but, but for, buy for you is just so, it's just so interesting because it really shows you like how like the fraudster turned on entrepreneur.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's honestly <laughs> brilliant. So let's yeah. kind of like back up and talk about it. So first I'm going to spell it just in case anyone wants to know it's B U Y the number four and the letter U, um, in like typical hacker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I've definitely done some searches on buy for you and certain threads and forums, etc. And I'm like, wow, it's really like, they're just shameless because I mean, let's be honest, our, country is in the middle of a pandemic there's a lot mm. of other things going on law enforcement is focused in a million other directions they're more about public safety and also there's a lot of people just you know not working you know and, and also <sighs> cyber crime has just never really been something that a lo- that law enforcement really cares about unless it's millions and millions of dollars and you can all tie it to the same person and you know everyone in your in those communities know that so buy for you is something that really surprised me. And it's, you know, again, it's like fraud as a service. So can Jesus. you kind of explain how, how it works? And I know that there's buy for you carding and buy for you ATO, but just kind of like. Let's talk about buy for you. So I'll
1: use a, a good term. Okay. If you're, if you're if someone's listening to this and you guys uh, work for a company that specializes in um, food delivery. Oh gosh. There's, there's, you guys are, you guys are very bluntly, you know, cause buy for you is very popular for like, Delivery company X, yes. Y. And you know, if you deliver food or groceries, hint, hint, basically hint, everyone who's and
0: been it. bringing my family dinner over the last few yeah, months. Yeah,
1: yeah, for you is so hard. Well, because here's the thing. So you, so refunding is easy and all, but you still have those guys who are like, oh, I don't I really want to pay my own card and like risk my own money and wait six days to get a refund. All these, they just want the product now and they want they're they're fine with paying kind of a premium fee. So obviously, like, carding, carding is very, and I'm, I'm not too sure what you guys. I forgot what you guys call it in your in your side. This credit card fraud. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so we, we, so we just call it carding. So like yeah. carding is carding is a we know it's hard. Everyone knows it's hard. I, like obviously with the knowledge I have, not probably not nearly as much as you guys, not even close. You know, but like I could probably I can probably go get a buy a stolen card and do a carded order relatively easily. Hopefully. You know, it's is there still you gotta worry about like IP spoofing, all this crazy stuff that all these
0: countermeasures that because again been we've been, in, been but, it- Ants on a picnic, they're going to go where, and I have to give credit to the CEO of Vesta. He said that the other day on a webinar I did for the papers. And I was like, oh my gosh, I, that's, I've, I've said other things, you know, but like I've said toddlers with cookies. I've said, you know, lots of analogy, (laughs) but it, it really, it really paints the right picture, right? Like as soon as one of them comes back and says, Hey, I got a crumb, they all go that direction. So well, it's yeah.
1: it's just it's it's easy and it's also it's also kind of like displayed as being risk-free because mm-hmm. I, let's say I want to do an order from Company X, you know, I want to get a, let's get some KFC for my family tonight, you know, I want to get some chicken. So I'm gonna get some chicken, right? <laughs> like, and this is
0: spring for like, you know, a three dollar sign front yeah. you know, cheese. If you're gonna have some. Yeah, I mean, yeah maybe, maybe we'll go for
1: like yeah, we'll go for like din thai They're pretty good. Sure, so yeah. so let's say you want to hit them, right? And uh, and obviously this is on the lower end because like food orders food orders from the top three food delivery services are usually around 30, 30 to 110, roughly. And obviously, like, for a certain company that does, or a certain delivery company that does uh, groceries, mm-hmm. those are around, like, well, especially when you also sell services for, like, company X, Y, and Z on your, you know, platform, where you go buy, like, groceries and also order a package or something, you know, I, mm-hmm. I showed you before. So, like, like you can, those are, those go from hundred to a thousand dollars roughly you know they, they vary but let's say on the, on the lower end let's say i want to get some like dintai phone right so i'll go and be like hey man uh you do oh like oh you're uh you do company x carding he's or buy for you it's like yeah we do buy for you my rate's at 30 percent. so i'll send it i'll go and place my order on the app all before i hit submit i'll take a screenshot and send it to me like hey okay this is, this is what i want and i you know let's say i live at one two three four five you know, uh, Chase Lane, I'll do one, two, three, four, four Chase Lane, you know, the house next door. It doesn't matter if it's abandoned or not abandoned because the, guy, the guy's going to drop off on the curb anyway. It doesn't matter, you know? Right. So, and, and that's, it's kind of important because uh, you never want to use your own house. You mm-hmm. always want to use a, a drop address, whether it's across the street or on the corner somewhere, it doesn't matter. Just as long as it's away from you. So you well, cut that And loan.
0: plus, like, I mean, I'm just thinking this through, especially for food delivery, but just so everyone knows, Buy For You is happening on, you know, retail and everywhere else as well. But um, using this example, I would think like, I mean, I've certainly had drivers, call, we live in a, on a dead end that is kind of hard to find and, you know, we'll have drivers be like, wait, I'm in front of your neighbor's house and so I'll, so I would imagine if you give them an address in the system that isn't, doesn't really exist, but it's near your house, they'll just call you and you'll just tell them, oh yeah, come, you know, I'll walk out and meet you or whatever. Well, that-
1: here's, yeah, here's the secret. So all you gotta do is you use, uh, sometimes you will uh, use like a burner, so I can give a, mm-hmm. uh, I can give a, a like a, a refunder a burner number and be like hey use this number for the order so when they get close they'll call my burner number ah so mm-hmm. I'll be like hey I'm outside I'll be like oh, I don't see you drive down the block two houses okay I see you now and it doesn't matter what I put you know but right so right it, so pretty much long story short you know you the raise 30 percent I pay him he places the order for me using a using someone's uh, credit card stolen card cool because it's, yeah it's cool because it's like you get the benefits of carding without any of the risk and any of the knowledge needed I don't have to sit there and spoof an IP or I don't have to sit there and try and sift through credit cards and see what's found and what's not valid. I just use them mm-hmm. to form me. I, I give them 30 the orders a hundred bucks from Did long. I pay 30 bucks and it gets delivered to me and it breaks the chain. You know, it's because I use a burner address, I use a burner or a drop address, a burner phone, and that's it. The chain's been broken.
0: Ready. I've been in touch with a lot of those food delivery companies. And you know, I've told them as well, like my fear is, you know, as more and more people are unemployed, and this is primarily in the States, but I know this is happening as well in the UK more so than in Europe for various reasons, but it has to do with addresses and consumers and all these other things. But primarily this is us and UK, but you know, the thing that I worry about is people who just want to feed their families and you know, I mean, maybe they can feed their families for at KFC for $5 instead of, you know, 30 or 40. Like
1: you do see a lot of of guys in there. so there's also some, some guys, uh, it's it's kind of heroic, I guess in a way, but they'll say like, if you're buying food, like homeless people, They'll hmm. do a, a buy, free, order, free, for free. So <laughs> it's kind of nice
0: of them. So
1: nice. Yeah. To use your, to mean, <laughs> for, for them.
0: Right. But they're using someone randoms card, right? Like they're not using oh, yeah, you know. I hire them. Right. So no, 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 that's oh, yeah, kind of I want to get around. Yeah. It, it can be, mm-hmm. it can be and those well. do turn into chargebacks. Right. And mm-hmm. yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So I can hear people listening, saying, well, how is that really a, a lot different on our end than, you know, traditional carding. And I think for me, there's a few reasons. One is that, it's a professional it's somebody who really knows how to um, get around your system and they're advertising your specific company because they know your systems they know your you know they they know your processes and everything they're not going to advertise those you know unless it's a company that they know exactly how to hit them whether it's a rules based system and they know how to get around those rules or machine learning they figured that part out I and mean, that's a little harder but so, you know, the other thing is, though, that merchants are going to see a higher volume of this. They're going to, and they already are. The, for the bigger merchants I've talked to already about this, they definitely, it's like they have a light bulb go off and go, oh, that's what's going on with this, you know, group of orders that we saw over here or whatever. You know, the drop addresses are all over versus one metropolitan area. So if one carter is, you know, having to find drop addresses near them you can sometimes do some geolocation link analysis to figure out, Oh, okay. The proximity to the shipping address and okay, we've got a ring in Kansas city or whatever, but when they're doing buy for you, they're doing this for people all over the country, right? Like cause they can see the location across the world. Right. Yeah, Cause um,
1: there's some guys in the, I know like a really well known group in the UK does it for, those are for like people in the people in the U S and that's, yeah, they, it's just easy for them, you know? And sometimes they can even, uh, it's crazy. So if you let's say you live in like LA, Los Angeles, California, uh they can they can try and use a card that's like around LA. Right. It's, it's it's better for the you know, the geolocation stuff. So that way the system's not like, wait a minute, this guy from Texas is buying his name for LA? Like now the and guy they from buy LA buying buy a
0: proxy LA. for like 50 cents with the IS oh, yeah, other oh, in sleep. the city it's mm-hmm. So frustrating. And also it's being, you know, again, just like refunding, it's being socialized and normalized all over to regular consumers. This isn't just like fraudsters on the dark web saying, Hey, I, you know, I can do you a solid and do this. Like they're advertising this to regular people. I wouldn't say that they're advertising it to people like me, but they're probably advertising it to people who don't feel bad about breaking the rules or, you know, they're the people that stack the promo codes or do the little extras or are in desperate need. Am I, am I right about that? So the the problem is honestly the,
1: well, so you you are right. But another big thing I kind of want to mention though, a lot of the times you don't know what kind of fraud they're doing until you're in the game for a while. So at first you're just, you're just thinking like, well, okay. You're not thinking like, Oh, 40% he's carding. You know, you're thinking like 40%. Uh, I don't really want to ask how he's doing it, but I pay 40% and I get an item. Who, who cares? You know?
0: that might, and right. these guys are
1: like, is, they're like, Carice, don't worry about it. It's fine. It's safe. It's risk-free. There's really no link back to you. Like yeah. it's fine. And then you could, you could be like, well, how do you do it? It's like, well, I can't tell you how I do it. That's my service. And you're like, okay, right. here's my $30 in Bitcoin. Make my order. And it's not until after like a hundred orders, you're like, wait a minute. Like, these guys are doing carding or they're doing account takeover or they're doing you know, X, mm-hmm. Y, and Z identity theft. You just don't really know because when you're when you're new to the game, you are oblivious and they want to keep you in the dark because they dark, yeah, you're, a, you're <laughs> a happy customer because you, you pay, you get the item and you're like, okay, I'm happy. I'm doing it again next week.
0: So several months ago on my previous podcast, um, we interviewed a guy who was a low-level fraudster who wanted to get out. And he is actually the first one who mentioned refunding. I mean, this feels like a million years ago. I knew so less than I do now. But he he honestly didn't know how they did refunding or anything. He was like, I don't know how they do it. They just give me and he like said it wrong, actually, the way he was explaining refunding. Like he said that they used their own card and we were like, What? How does that make uh, okay. sense? So like he really didn't know is- why. Yeah, you.
1: It's, it's so funny you say that because like I'm, I'm thinking back to like all the guys who <laughs> a lot of the guys who are refunders now they used to be normal customers now they're refunders right they they'll try and give you misinformation because they don't want you to try and replicate their service because <laughs> if you then you you know you wake up tomorrow morning and there's 15 more 15 new refunders <laughs> so you want to try and i see a lot of guys be like oh like I'm not actually doing a uh, carding I'm doing like my own prepaid cards and refunding them myself like they'll try and uh, you know, so you know you know what I'm saying like they'll try and kind of yep missed a guy just so in your head you know, when you're sleeping at night on your nice uh, like Louis Vuitton pillow you're like okay this pillow is not it's not too bad it was it wasn't gotten too bad <laughs> it
0: wasn't yeah it wasn't so I don't care how it got yeah, I don't yeah it, it, it it got it's here, here
1: it's here it was victimless it's fine
0: well, on last week's podcast, I talked about uh, this girl that I know through a buddy of mine in high school, or from high school. He's not in high school. <laughs> Wait a second, <laughs> that sounded weird. And she made a purchase of a you know very nice espresso machine from a really shady website, and she was like, "Is this legit?" And she failed to tell me that she'd already made the purchase, you know, when she first asked me. So. Anyway, it actually turned out that she was recovering from surgery and so maybe she was a little loopy because I was like, how did you not know this is, anyway, whatever, but she's trying to report it to her bank. Anyways, it's a whole thing, but like she didn't really, obviously didn't totally care that it was suspicious. She wanted the deal, you know, and it was a deal that she couldn't find anywhere else. And I think what I really want to hit home to anyone who's listening who works for an online company is that. These are ways that they're getting around your system or that they're basically, fraudsters are using legitimate customers to enable fraud because they know that that's the way to do it. Also, they are monetizing off of your service. You're doing the work. You're boxing up the item. You're paying for the labor to, you know, pick and pull and pack and do all the things. And, you know, you're paying for the item and everything. And and they deliver it. Yeah. You also deliver it, right? And you get nothing out of it. And these refunders get everything out of it. And the buy for you, they're getting even a bigger percentage. But I guess that was one question I had was like, why do people, why would people do buy for you versus refunding? Because refunding seems a little bit less risky. So, you know,
1: so I'm actually, I, while you're doing that, I typed up actually a a buy for you service. So this one's (laughs) for company X. Big big company, yeah, of one of the <laughs> retailers, and so it says like orders over t- uh twelve hundred or thirty five percent your shopping cart. So let's say if I want to I want to get an iPad, right? An iPad's uh the iPad you know twelve point nine inch you know uh, series four is eight nine nine, right? You might not have eight nine nine in the bank to spend, or and you might oh, not be right. in a you might not be in a situation where you you can financially be like hey, here's my money for a week and I'm fine living without that, you know. And also not not like that but like you're using your own name, you're using you're praying to God that this refund actually works. Like this guy could be a brand new refunder. who knows mm. you're praying it actually works, which normally it does. Cause it's very easy to refund, <laughs> but you're praying it works, you know, but then, but then you look at buy and it's like, Oh, like I can, you know, this 35% of my shopping cart. So I can do a thousand dollar iPad for 350 bucks and it's delivered to a drop address and completely cuts the contact off from like any authorities, anybody, you know, making sure, anybody seeing that I got it. That's pretty simple. And if you look at it from like all oh, these guys will try and flip and sell, so let's say you do a buy fee, right? And I do a buy fee from company X. And I do an iPad. I do one a week. So I'm getting a thousand dollars iPad for 350 bucks. I sell it for 700 bucks. That's 350 dollars each time. And I just take that and I put it back in the in the in the block. And I say, hey, another buy fee order. Another buy fee order. I just do different drop addres, do different uh, drop addresses all around here, all around my city. That's pretty profitable. You know, usually for a uh, refunding, I know a lot of guys will refund to, to resell. But I know a lot of them also just do it for themselves. You know, right. they want to. They want the newest shoes. They want the, the newest laptop. They don't want to pay three thousand dollars for a laptop when they could pay three hundred bucks. But uh, buy for you is just it's you're paying a higher fee, yeah. But you don't have to put that money up front, and you're not waiting mm. at all. One thing for refunding though, if you order a laptop and you get refunded, you, you you're usually told to wait until after the refund's done to even open the laptop up, or you know, or, or a brand new yeah Mac laptop. Like you gotta wait until the refund's done to get that confirmation to safely open it. Because right. they, they know that usually the companies like that, they can actually track and be like, okay, well, you said you didn't get it, but it was open two days ago and using your location it, with oh, your app. Right, right. But for buy for you, it doesn't matter. You're not waiting for a refund. Who cares if that person has a chargeback? That's on them. That's on, you know, it doesn't matter if uh, the 65-year-old card who was, was stolen, if she has to call the bank and do a chargeback, you already got the laptop. So, and I and, say that as like a, as blunt as, as possible because it's like, that's right. the, that's the mentality. You know, they're not sitting
0: there like, oh, like. Well, and so I, That just brought up two questions like at the same time in my head. So I'm trying to decide which one to ask. (laughs) But are they saying that they're doing buy for you ATO or buy for you carding? Or are they just saying buy for you and then the people who are doing it, the fraudsters that are doing it, they know which companies should be account takeover and which companies should be carding? Because I know that they're doing both, but I'm not sure how they're deciding. It it really depends. So usually I can tell because I can tell by their
1: fees. If they're charging Mm -hmm. a higher fee, you're doing carding. If you're charging a lower fee, you're doing ATO. So I know for like a company X for who delivers, delivers food a lot, they, their, their accounts are so easy to buy that you can buy their accounts super cheap. So whenever I see their buy fee, was like 25%. You can get an order for like under hundred bucks or 25%. Now, if you're going to use carding for them, it's going to be like 40% because obviously carding is harder.
0: So when they're doing ATO for delivery companies though, don't they have to buy accounts that are in the same city as the person who hired them? No, No? No? Nope. Oh, then, because people travel. I mean, I guess I've time done time. that. I've and all you got to, all you got to do is go in the account and change the,
1: change the information there, change the address, change the email. And it's so easy. And then obviously like some people. Okay. Getting,
0: seriously, food delivery companies, if it's that easy to commit ATO, come on, like call me, say, please. I can I tell say, you huh? exactly what technology to put in so that that can't happen. Anymore. Well, it's crazy. Cause like, I know
1: one of the main ones did uh, 2FA and I was like, Oh, 2FA, how are you guys going to get around it? And the next day guys are like, okay, oh, 2 FA accounts, do this, done. Two FA didn't activate because they, they just spoof the location. So it's like, but I, honestly, those are like for what survive for you. Like, yeah, big companies are a massive risk, but for like food delivery and grocery delivery, yikes, I, I can pull, I've actually posted on my LinkedIn before I posted screenshots of some companies when I tried to talk to them and I was like, Hey, like, here's your screenshot of like refunded orders. Cause it's, it's just so easy, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, and that kind of actually talks about like before you and I met, like, I mean, bless your heart. You really did try to alert a lot of companies that this was happening and, and wanted to work with them. And I think they probably thought that you were a scammer or like, didn't or, know, or I was crazy information. So. Well, I mean, <laughs> the but I mean, I think what I really want to get to towards the end of this interview is why, I mean, because you have all this knowledge, you could so easily commit fraud and probably never get caught or you could at least, you know, hire the best buy for you person or the best refunder and do this for you. And you could make so much more money. Yeah, I know you could easily. <laughs> and I actually brought chase in on a pretty d- decent sized project for a big organization. And we didn't know exactly what the vetting process was going to be, but it did include two federal agencies doing background checks. And one of them actually insisted on meeting with your SEO yes. uh, That was a big one. Chase has been very well vetted. So anyone who wants to question me and, and all of that, like that's, I mean, I'm very well vetted and I've worked with him for several months, and he's been nothing but a stand up really good guy who has done so much work for free. Oh my gosh. He's been in these groups for hours and hours for the last two years. Like there's a reason why no one else has this amount of knowledge in these specific groups. It's because they don't have as much free time as you chase. (laughs) 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 Oh, of course not. No. Um, (laughs) I think, I mean, honestly it's for the greater good, but I'd love for you to share. I mean, you've definitely told me this, but I'd love for you to share like why this is so important to you and why um, why you want to help companies versus taking the easy way out and making a lot more money?
1: It's just not—it's not like money is important at all. You know, it—it it takes care of your family at the end of the day, it puts a roof over your head, you know, puts groceries on the table. But it's just—it's not really about money, honestly. It's about like the fact that these guys can sit here and then you know, I see guys on here and they're—they're they're making, god, twenty, thirty thousand dollars a month on free funding. It's like they, they like to try and say that's like victimless fraud or no one's getting affected, but it's like we're getting affected. Cause our costs go up, the companies are suffering, you know, the UPS driver down the street is getting marked down by saying his package didn't get delivered. It's, mm. Everyone's getting, everyone's suffering, except these guys, these guys are sitting there with a stack of, you know, 25 graphics cards and they're like, we're going to keep going. It has to stop somewhere. It's grown so over the past years, it's grown so much before. If you had told me before that I can do a 10,000 refund and get, get it back within three days, I would've been like, you're lying, Greece. you're a hundred percent lying. But now it's like, that's, that's the norm.
0: Well, and you've definitely said, too, that you see this almost as your patriotic duty in a way, especially in the U.S., you know, especially yeah, yeah. when we're working with, you know, government agencies, which, yeah, we, yeah, well, yeah. I think that's that's a huge part of that. But I I mean, you have such a strong sense of justice. And I think that's what really drives you. And And I think the frustrating thing and now I'm equally frustrated as you are is you it's like watching people walk into stores and walk out with handfuls of items and it, it's crazy go it's and crazy. chase them and you're like uh, especially when, come on especially everybody like, pay attention care do something
1: with like buy for you it's crazy because i, I just I always because i even when i i told this right like that underneath theft, like i called the lady which is bad idea as well so I saw it I'll, I'll share on here too just so no one ever does are you sure you want in case she's watching this so she knows I actually am a good person <laughs> well so I, I was actually so it was for our one contract and I was I was I was on all the all the communities and I saw someone post her, her identity stuff so like her social her name or address, pretty much any information you need. To Every do, like, address she lived at before. Oh, it was her whole, her, the boat she owned six years ago, her, like, security questions, everything. So I called her, this was, like I think it was, like, 3 a.m. Yeah, I called her, like, 3 a.m. I was, like, hey, just want you know, like, you know, my name's Chase Park. I, I work for Social Defense, blah, blah. I'm calling you, like, out of the blue, like, no, no strings attached. I want you to know that your information's on the net. Like, everyone can see your social right now. She d- did not believe me. She lost her mind to me, which is understandable. Someone called me at 3 was, like, I know your social... I'd be like, all right, dude, like? I'm gonna track you down. <laughs> but she was furious, and I was like, hey, I'm just trying, like, I'm just trying to help you out. Cause, like, if my social is online for you know, this group right here has a uh, seventeen thousand followers. Like, if they had, if seventy thousand people saw my social, I I want to call, or maybe a text or something. Like, I want so- someone to let me know. So I was trying to like do like my preferably, duty. you
0: know, when you're awake. But yeah,
1: yeah. Pr- maybe like
0: people in I, your, in the communities that you're in, they really do work overnight. A lot of them, and, well, I mean, and you're and usually so up or, like two or three in the morning
1: yeah well they strike so fast too because usually when you post someone's information like that that's a valuable piece of information you're not going to wait because when you by the time you wake up in the morning right it's already already been used right so i was like okay i was like so someone just posted i was like okay it's probably brand new it's fresh no one's ever seen it before i'll call her and have her lock down her credit reports and it was not that simple at all but like i it's just it's hard because i want to help these people out so much especially if like buy for you because it's sad because like you wake up and your card's like oh you got charged four thousand dollars that sucks but, you know, we have well, convention. and they have
0: to file a chargeback, and they have to wait 30 to 45 days. Yeah, And that's and, that, and they didn't commit fraud. I mean, it's, it's yeah. crazy because
1: then they're fighting, in the same system that's meant to defeat chargebacks. Yep. So it's like you're getting a double-edged sword. It's it's sad. You know, it's like someone has to do something. The problem is these guys work so fast that, like, we, we can't all sit in an office and try and plan out, okay, like, how are we going to defeat the fraudsters in a closed room with no windows? It's not going to work. Hmm. If you don't have information inside the community you'll never beat them because they're just so fast.
0: Yeah. Well, and that's something I really noticed. I mean, honestly, for the first more than half of my career, I really didn't have any intel on what was happening on the dark web. It was all, you know, kind of putting these pieces together on the merchant side or looking at the data and all that and kind of like, oh, what do we, you know, oh, we can guess what they're doing. It was like a faceless opponent, basically, right? Hand-to-hand combat, but you're like, you don't really know what they're doing or how they're doing it. And then And I think for carding and like just general fraud prevention, we've been able to get by pretty well with that because we can really, there's a lot of indicators and behavior indicators that you can be like, oh yeah, that's fraud, that's fraud. But now as they're finding ways around that, that are completely outside of the fraud prevention system that are usually, you know, fraud prevention doesn't even know about it until somebody in customer service is like, Hey, we're seeing a lot of refunds here or whatever it is. And especially because people aren't working in their offices now, they're not talking to each other in different departments as much. So that's really a breakdown. Like, it's just not, you know, they're not seeing it as much like because it's there's not a chargeback attached. Like they don't realize it's happening and they just assume, Oh, well, gosh, you know we must have a lot of customer satisfaction issues or our shipping partner must be awful. And and I know a lot of them, you know, file insurance claims with their shipping partners and their shipping partners aren't, they're, they're so overwhelmed with those. They, they used to like go to the door and knock and say, Hey, did you get that laptop? Now they just are like, yeah, we think we did it.
1: Well, a, a lot of times they still do. I, a lot of fraudsters are talking to me like, Oh my God, like UPS came to the door today. And the frost the refunders are like, oh, Hey, we'll just say, say this to them. And that's <laughs> it. They come to the door, they get, they get your signature and they, and they leave, you know, yeah.
0: They've so got people just, to talk them through everything. I mean, yeah, they,
1: literally they really like, like you sneeze everything. and the, the fraudster's like, okay, like wipe your nose, like from left to right. Okay. So like, <laughs> they have it's, such it's, good it's,
0: customer it's, service.
1: Yeah. It's great. <laughs> Their customer service rate is like through the roof. So.
0: Do so they have good Yelp reviews? Well, actually, <laughs> knew, when you were talking about the vouchers, I was thinking, oh, yeah. that's basically yeah. the fraudsters version. Of it literally Yelp. is. Cause
1: like, you'll go through You'll go through a refund list and be like, okay, like, Oh, you got like a, like a negative refund. Like, Oh, a refund failed two weeks ago. I'm not going to use you, you know? Right. But if you go through it, it's like, They have like everyone's like, dude, like you're the best refunder. I've used you six times. You're like, okay, I feel pretty safe. I
0: use them. Wow. (laughs) I'm like, gosh, do we leave it on this low note? I don't know.
1: (laughs) I know, right? I feel like we're just like poking the bear.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, I always, it's always hard for me to talk about a problem without a solution. And I think, you know, as far as like solutions go, for, you know, people who are like, well, do we have this problem? Do we not have this problem? I mean, really the first place I start is to say, pull your refund, you know, amounts for the last 18 months in the U S just pull them, see what happens. I mean, if you've seen your refunds increase by 30% and there hasn't been any other explainable reason, you probably have refund fraud and, you know, Chase and I have been offering assessment calls or discovery calls with merchants where chase actually shows them a few of the posts that, you know, are on these communities about them. And, and it's basically like you had said, like what the customers see, but it shows them like, this is yes, you're on the list. And there's several yeah. different lists too. So like if you find one list somewhere and you're not on it, that doesn't I'm mean safe, that like there's no, not, not safe. Yeah. Well, and you've even said there's refunders that are specializing in travel and in airlines and in you know, yeah, some digital like food, goods as
1: travel well. hotels. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's and primarily it's also, it's, the physical goods, but there are yeah. some that specialize in those. So There's like, like niche, is that words? Yeah. yeah. niche groups. Yeah. Niche groups. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, nobody's really, truly safe, but no. you know, so we can, you know, we can show you that. And then obviously we, you know, that is for the intention and hope that you would work with us as we're working with several other merchants in working with them to prevent this. And really it's a one, two punch because Chase knows everything about how you're getting hit. And if he doesn't, he his persona, I should say, is friends (laughs) or one of his personas is friends with so many refunders that I mean I've been blown away at how much detail you've been able to get just by saying, hey, I want to hit this company. How do I do it? And they just like tell you everything because you're part of their group.
1: Yeah. And most of them I just because I've a lot of these guys who are refunders, I've seen them grow into refunders, you know. But it's I, I know like a lot of people probably listening right now are probably like, okay, well, like this is a pretty big problem as a solution. Like we've, me and Chris, we've already done all the guesswork. We've taken all the guesswork out. Like we have the solution, <laughs> you know, we're not, we're not just like, here's a problem. Like, right. You know, well, you know. and the
0: solutions are very, are varied based on the company. Right. Because if one yeah, company yeah. has a really big fake TID problem, yep, the solutions yep. are going to be completely different than if they have a DNA problem. Yeah.
1: It, there, there's really, there's no one size fits all. There's, it's right. not, it's hundred percent. Cause I, I've seen, I've seen companies will put input certain measures and some will work some will not work or some will get you know they'll work for a week and change like it has to be specialized it has to right be. right you have to, be, you have to be adaptable you know it's not a, something where it's like we give you the solution and you're, you're like okay well thanks Chris, thanks chase like see you guys next year like that's not how it works you know, <laughs> monitor it the communities and go yeah. okay
0: you plugged that hole but yeah. now there's this one yeah
1: yeah because it's, it's a roller coaster it's like it's a game of chess and like what we're enabling is just pretty much so you're not waiting like a year to play your chess piece you can right. play it within a
0: couple of days Right. And I think too, you know, we, I'm over the years, I've gotten really good at cause and effect and figuring out, you know, so I'm thinking about, you know, a few steps ahead and and you've seen so much of evolution of how companies put this in place. And then the guys do this, Mm -hmm. like
1: between the two of
0: us, I mean, I think that considering the fact that there really aren't any other solutions, I think we probably are two of the biggest experts on this topic in the world. I mean, I would assume I don't see anyone else talking about this. I shouldn't, well, no one, no I shouldn't one. say that. I've seen one vendor write an article about it in one place and it was after our webinar. So I don't know. But I mean, <laughs> I, I think that if they're looking at, in communities, and dark web communities, they know this is happening, but I think a lot of companies don't, a lot of, fraud vendors don't have a solution for this yet. I know several are trying to come up with one and I know, you know, like I said, you and I are are working with one that we think is, is very promising and and they're, you know, 95% done. So I'm very excited about that, but you know, it, it's just the art at the end of the day, like I could still be doing a lot of other charge or a lot of, you know, other consulting projects, but I believe in this because no one else is helping anyone else with it. And I think that's where you're coming from too.
1: Yeah. And it's all, it's all, it's all, it's crazy because like people know about it, but like we're working with the guys who are refunding. Like I can, I can write so-and-so and be like, Hey man, like, how do you, how do you do company X? And he'll be like, Oh, company X, like X, Y, and Z done. You know, right. like I'm not just sitting here, like looking, the, like peeking through a door, like, okay, like we're seeing what's going on. Like we know what's going on. Like right. I'm talking to the people who are actively hitting the companies. And,
0: and it that's, that's honestly is so, head so head. painful for me because I really want to just like call up everyone and go, this is exactly how you're getting hit. But yeah. We, like, we know that we can say, or we are saving companies a ton of money and we are, uh, you know, we have a very high ROI. I'm always big on that. So this is not meant as a commercial, but I really, you know, because I, I want to help with the solution. The other things, you know, that you can do internally to know, you know, try to know the size of the problem is to uh, code your reason codes for refunds. That's super important. And I know very, few, very few merchants are doing it. I can count. How like, surprising. Three. I know, but if you're putting them, it's just, yeah, it's just one big bucket of, of refunds. You don't know how many people are claiming that the, product didn't arrive. You don't know how many people are claiming that the item was damaged. You don't know how many people, because if all of a sudden, you know, you have 10% of people that are claiming one thing, but 90% are claiming another, hmm, that might be where the fraud is. So yeah, that's, yeah. you know, that, those are things you can do internally to try to measure it as well as, you know, socialize this internally. And it's not just a money issue. It's a brand issue for sure. You know, why are customers going to you know pay full price on your website when, they can see on social media yep. that they can get something for only, they probably have to pay 20%. It's like having, if you can go on offer
1: up and buy the same shoes for 70 bucks, why would you want to go pay in the same exact shoes? You sometimes ship from the company. Why would you want to pay a hundred bucks? It makes no sense. You can keep selling your hundred dollar shoe all day long, but if I can buy a new shoe or you know, a new pair of week for 70 bucks, I'm going to keep buying that pair.
0: And I think I just keep coming back to the economy, right? I mean, because the economy is down, because there's 30 million people in the U.S. unemployed, because 40% of people last month couldn't pay their rent or mortgage in the U.S. I mean, I know I have lots of listeners internationally too, but a lot of you have uh, websites in the U.S. too. So, you know, feel free to laugh at us right now because... but you know, that's a whole other story, but a whole other podcast, <laughs> a whole different, other kind of podcast, different category. But you know, it's just, it's super important that people understand that I am terrified about the holiday season. And, you know, I think that's a good way to close out is that you in the webinar, you know, found very easily a few quotes directly from refunders saying, Hey, wait till the holidays or the rates away. are saying, yeah. Job. So like
1: between like between like October 31st and like January 5th ish, roughly, I guess we do when most people end it. Because give a couple, give a couple after the New Year's because prices drop, but rates will be lower for that period because supply. The refunding be rate because the supply yeah, yeah, is
0: so high and the demand. Oh yeah, market. oh
1: yeah, orders gonna be orders gonna be way bigger and way more frequent, and also it's just kind of easier because customer service is gonna be swamped, <sighs> and we know it's gonna be swamped. It's the same thing, The same thing like last Christmas and the Christmas before that. It's right. just The perfect. The perfect storm.
0: Right. So they know that customer service is not going to have time to be like, "Oh, let me research this refund and give it back to you or, next." Or, week. Yeah. You no. no say, well, well, like was just saying. Okay. Like, oh, you're here, ten, you're ten, 10 person
1: in the hour, authorize refund, move on to the next one. You know, it's, it's simple. It was very very. Easy. Well,
0: especially when they're judged on their call time and all of that, they don't. Yeah. Like, yep. are if you are the off the customer? Right. Yeah. 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 You don't want your um and, gosh, what are those called? The n. NPS score somebody yeah, it's <laughs> yeah yeah if the fact that I forgot that I haven't worked in retail and like oh wow. <laughs> man our CEO is obsessed with their NPS M- score your NPS score is gonna tank. the you know reviews online are gonna take like all this and you know it's really I don't know my biggest thing is just sounding the alarm and I whether people hire us or not I mean certainly we really want to help people but I just want people to know about it and to care honestly because this is something that You know, my sense of justice is not isolated to credit card fraud or account takeover. No, buy for you is that, but, and that is equally scary, especially because they're not saying what they're doing. They're just saying, don't worry about it. I can get it for you for 60% off. And how many people are going to, I mean, there's, we all know people in our lives that aren't going to second guess that, (laughs) unfortunately. Well, it's hard because it's like,
1: if, if, look at the economy right now, the economy is so bad Mm. that you see something for 30%, you're going to buy it. You're not going to ask, like, how'd you yeah. get this
0: thing? And it's not 30% way. off. It's 70% off. They're only paying 30, yeah, 30, yep. yeah. and you're left holding the bag. And honestly, you're out so much more. So it's, you know, a brand issue. It's labor. It's, you know, extensive, everything else. The other thing I worry about too, is for public companies, at some point, you're going to have to explain to your shareholders why you have had so much negative you know, profit and that your refunds have come up. I've worked with a few very large public companies that brought me in to reduce chargebacks because they had to have a very uncomfortable conversation with their shareholders about how high their fraud was. So, and and how high their chargebacks were. So, on that very merry, cheery note, Chase, I really appreciate your time. And I've really... Thank you. Thank
1: you thank you for the time.
0: I cannot tell you how much I've learned from you. And thank you for uh, sharing all this with the podcast as well. And uh, where can people find you? Is LinkedIn the best spot?
1: Yeah, LinkedIn or just through your website too. Usually, you know, if they just do a consulting call. Right. I, I,
0: so yeah. Yeah, yeah so whisper defense or also you know you can book consulting calls through charge charge consulting if you're interested and thank you so much chase i really appreciate it
1: yep thank you <laughs>